Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no it doesn't. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the premiere Marvel podcast where one of us likes Marvel... One of us knows better. There's the <laughs> likes <theme>. Iron Man three. <laughs> um, this is a special podcast where we talk about all things Marvel and at the same time search for our soulmates. Uh, we do mentioned we? yes, we do. <laughs> I um, not realize we mentioned that I uh, listened back a couple episodes uh-huh. ago. Um, you, we were trying to get your mother to send the yearbook of all of your past loves. All oh, right, because we have established the my version of the one. Mm-hmm. Um, I will find her by watching Logan with her, and she will cry. Yeah. Your version of the one, all we know is that you met her when you were 13. Yeah. And Which is crazy. Yes. What a wild and thing. Oddly enough, we I told the fans I would remember and bring it up again, but I didn't. I forgot. And yeah. I re-listened uh-huh. to this episode. <laughs> um, we looked up this girl with the weird name that Jordan was talking about uh-huh. immediately after the podcast. Yeah. I don't remember her name. It was like Schmeckelstein or something. Pretty close. Uh, <laughs> and she was married. Yeah. It was hilarious. The only thing we find on Facebook is a video of this girl's wedding. And yeah. there's just one video. So I got to break up that marriage. Yeah. Well, you. I, she just wasn't the one. We are looking for the one. That was not it. Um, Who else did I know when I was 13? You had a whole class full of 13-year-olds. And you didn't go to private school like me, so you have hundreds of options. Yeah. If you include the boys. Mm, Probably won't. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Um, So it's been a couple or ten days, I guess. We did uh, Marvel Trivial Pursuit with all the boys recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Killer ep. Yeah. Great ep. Yeah. it turned into a game of Trivial Pursuit of the last time we played Trivial Pursuit. It was yeah. basically just a trivia episode of the last podcast we did. Yep. And um, you and me did not fare so hot. We did not. Uh, unfortunately, we lost, but that sort of, you know, permitted the our new friends slash, well, sorry, our old friends, new fans. Yeah. To and, sort guests. Of, and guests. And guests. <laughs> To take over the helm of Marvel. I was just, you know, I had an off day. I normally... Would yeah, sure, kill sure, it at that yeah. game. Uh-huh. Um, there was a lot of collusion against me. Everyone was upset. Mm. Everyone really wanted a free dinner, um, which yeah. is my fault for offering it. Yeah, in the main pl- in the uh, main place. I mean, I don't think they were colluding against you for that. I mean, especially since once you it's felt just because I won. Behind. It's just because I won, and I've been told I gloat. I don't notice it. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Um. So we got a big episode today yeah but in addition a lot to that, of content a lot of content we also have a lot of big stuff coming up mm. patrick this weekend is coming up mm-hmm. he is excited to be on the podcast uh i'm so curious to see how he will fare mm-hmm. whether or not he's going to be more like me or you because in college when i was trying to get him to watch all these movies mm-hmm. he hated all of them sure he watched guardians didn't like it yeah and i thought that would be the yeah, uh, if there's anyone with crossover yeah, appeal, exactly. that's a fun movie. That would be the one. Um, I don't think he likes fun as much as you do. Yeah. Um, you know me. 
He's he's definitely a serious man, not yeah. to be confused with the Coen Brothers film. Now that's a good movie. It is a classic. That's film. on Netflix now, I believe. Is it? Yeah, that's a. I, that's worth a rewatch. I would yeah. rewatch that. And it's got uh, that guy was in Shape of Water. He's in three movies this year. I just watched. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He's and they're all like Oscar nominee nominated. Well, that's kind of the caliber he is, though. But he's not like a. He, that's the lead is in the Serious Man. That's his only yeah. lead, which is well, weird. yeah. He's not a he's not a big name, but no. he is. He's a he's a. <clears throat> kind of go-to character actor mm-hmm. for high-quality movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so Patrick's coming on. He watched Logan unprompted. He just he said, yeah. I'm trying to get in the zone for this. Yeah. And he sent me his spoiler-free review. It was a gif of a like middle schooler at a computer with giving a thumbs up, like an awkward thumbs up. Like he liked Logan? I don't know what to and, take from this. Didn't he like, doesn't like Guardians. That's huh. Thumbs up to Logan, but it's not like a, an enthusiastic thumbs up. The gif was like a Is reluctant. The, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, I know that gif. The visual, um, you know, people can't see the visual, but Jordan just reenacted the gif I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's kind of got uh, like blue spiky shirt. hair, yeah, like yeah, almost yeah. a mullet, like a tiny uh, mullet. Maybe we watch it, it. No, it's not, it's not like a long mullet. It's just like it would be a mullet if like he a waited kid, a month. It's a kid, though. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just at the computer, like, mm-hmm. sort of like. Thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. We're a lot of great visuals <laughs> for this podcast. Um, I have so much on my mind. Uh, okay. So, in addition to Patrick coming on, and I'm curious to think what he thought of Logan. I kind of just want to talk about that for 30 minutes, but we will when he comes on the pod. No need yeah. to jump the shark. Uh, I do know he likes serious films way more than fun films. Right. So, Logan and I, is I'll definitely say serious. Probably the only times I enjoy Marvel are during the fun when they're times. they're fun. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious to see how you guys will mesh up opinion-wise. Because yeah. otherwise, I think uh, you guys are pretty much the That'd same That'd be interesting person. if we enjoyed the exact opposite parts of Marvel films. Yes. And I enjoy all of them. Yeah, I was I was joking. He's going to be the great unifier, the one that brings us together <laughs> this late in the in the yeah. run of the show. Um, in addition to that, I have two friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, their names are Allison and Lee, oh, and right, they are right. starting a podcast called Neostalgia, where they go back and replay their <laughs> old Neopet profiles. Um, and I said, we have 4 million fans. Come on our podcast. We will give you a little, uh, you know. The push. Uh, yeah, we will give you the push that you needed. <laughs> we, God knows we would have wanted it when we started out. Yeah. We had to earn those 3 million, original 3 million, yeah. like, with our own talent. Mm-hmm. That was difficult. Yeah. Uh, it took, like, six weeks. Yeah. Maybe longer. Grinding Maybe it out. Maybe 10 weeks. Yeah. Um, but here we are. So I said... Let's share the wealth. Mm-hmm. They're going to come on and explain to us about Neopets. We're going to explain to them about Marvel. Yeah. Um, did you ever play Neopets? I did not. I've played a little Neopets okay, great. myself. I was going to ask. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a fish out of water for that one. Yeah, I, I will be too. I only played it at my friend Scott's house. Okay. And I haven't talked to Scott. And he had the. Were pa- you 13 when you met Scott? I was much younger. Okay. I was like seven. Okay. So I, made, I made it when I was around nine. Gotcha. And then I, he probably still has the password. I'll see if I can contact <laughs> that would him be about great. it. Yeah, that would be great if you could come back. Um, mm-hmm. But they sent me. They just did a pilot episode. They're going to wait until they come on this podcast and build that. You know, get a chunk of our fan base. Yeah. Before they um, put out the second episode, but I can uh, send it to you over the Google Drive okay. or something. You can just get the vibe of what they're about. Yeah. Um, and then we will do that. Very excited for that. And uh, we also other big news. The Ant-Man trailer came out today, 
I watched it at work. In addition to that, last night, the Black Panther red carpet premiere happened, hmm. and the unspoilered review embargo was lifted. So, oh, so we know the general... We know the general consensus of all the Hollywood VIPs who saw it. Uh-huh. Very positive. Yeah. Some people... That's a weird group, though. Some people describe it as James Bond. Hmm. Other people describe it as... I. I don't want to quote these out of turn because there were a lot. I just Googled like uh, the review and it was like, you know, Hollywood Times or some shit like brought up all of the popular positive reviews from celebrities. Yeah. Um, Overall, general thumbs up. Um, But how often from those events do you get negative reviews? Justice League. Hmm. (laughs) And anything else. So so they do. This isn't like a, a... a set of people who are all yes men. Yeah. The only time, the only other time I think this has happened, like where there's been a red carpet that I've read into, like mm-hmm. read all of the reviews the, immediately after, was Civil War. Um, How'd that do? That was a lot of thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think you might think this is as good as Civil War, which mm-hmm. you gave a 4.75. Yeah. Not a bad movie going experience. That's, that's, I think that's what I called the best Marvel Marvel film because yes. everything else feels different than Marvel. Yeah. That that was Marvel at the peak of their Marvel. Yes, <laughs> that, it was built for eight years. They yeah. took a long time to make that movie. They should uh, have been in Avengers. The fact that it was a Captain America is just weird. Well, I think they were. They had a lot, especially of stuff since to do. Avengers Two sucked, <laughs> sucked so bad. Speaking of uh, <laughs> mediocre villains, uh-huh. they said that Michael B. Jordan is the best Marvel villain. Hmm. And the most entertaining, sympathetic, he is evil while at the same time being very relatable. Yeah, I honestly, that's not too competitive of a category. Well, they said until they Thanos maybe is better. Loki but, you know, was the other. Yeah. They said he's the best since Loki. Well, Loki's almost more of an anti-hero yeah. than a complete villain. You're, like, you're not yeah. made to totally hate Loki. No, not especially later on. I mean, then, Avengers 1, you're definitely yeah. and like... And the Ragnarok lady, she Valkyrie. almost could have been... No, no, the... Oh, Hela, Hela. Yeah. Yeah. She could have been, like, a really good villain, but Mm -hmm. something about her just didn't quite... I think her character was kind of rushed. I thought she was a great villain for the movie, but for the overall universe, like, this guy could potentially come back, it sounds like. Yeah, like, she she was Mm -hmm. menacing in the movie, but she definitely didn't stick with me. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not someone like, like, uh... Like, I don't know, Buffalo Bill or something, where, like, later you're just like, shit, that so, dude's spooked. So, aside from Ultron, who is your favorite Marvel villain? Yeah, that's tough. Uh, can we stop this beeping? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I have the Ant-Man trailer locked and loaded, ready to go. Um, we're going to watch it momentarily and discuss it. Jordan has not watched it yet. I have. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to talk a little Black Panther with you. Mm. Which Best we're going to watch. We're going to get to talk about a Marvel movie for the first time in forever. This is so exciting. Yeah, I can't think of any like really standout villains in the series. Would, so would you give it to Loki? You, if you had to pick a best? Yes. Okay. Loki is the best... Better than Red Skull. Antagonist. Yeah, I mean, he's just... Most of them aren't that... Like, they're just kind of plot devices. Sure. They're a reason for the heroes to go do something. Yes. Fight off the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, what about... Well, I mean, Thanos is just being built up. We don't really know much yeah. about him at this Hopefully point. Hopefully he'll be a good villain. I, ten years in the making, or not ten years, I guess six years in the making, because they teased him at the end of it. Uh, would point. you consider the blue guy from Guardians to be a villain? He's no, the father? Yeah, I no. guess not. They had a Ravager's funeral for him. I know, but before that, he's kind of villainous. Um, not as much as the guy who's trying to destroy the universe in that movie. Yeah. Or the galaxy. 
Yeah. The guy with the spear or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the collector. What do you think about him? He's definitely. He's cool. Yeah. But I don't know if he's a villain. He's he's almost more neutral. I he plays for his own team, but yeah. I think I don't trust the, his team. Yeah, I'm not sure. What would he even do if he had power? If he had all the stones? Because he's a, he's not the emperor or whatever. He's the no. collector. He just wants to have them <laughs> to like have the power. And well, also, I mean, he could sell it, and he could sell it for an army, or sell well, it for you, someone to mm, do his bidding. Sell it for an army. But if I sell a gauntlet that can destroy that army, like, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know if he's going to sell the gauntlet. He doesn't have the gauntlet. He's just going to sell the stones Thanos independently? Has the gauntlet, yeah. Hmm. To six different, oh, Infinity War. That, what a movie that that will be. Um, but overall, Black Panther, well-received yeah. um, by the red carpet premiere. The critic embargo, or the regular embargo, will be lifted February 6th, and everyone will be able to post to Rotten Tomatoes. Um... Honestly, I'm kind. I'm expecting in the 90s for this. It might drop to high 80s. Yeah. What? When's it? What's the release date? February 15th. 15th. So we're gonna go see it opening night. Mm-hmm. Do our podcast drop just like we did with Thor Ragnarok, and maybe just maybe, like we did with Thor, we'll get another million fans. Yeah. Because it drops opening night. Yeah. Which is a big deal to the fan base. Oh. <laughs> um. So anyway, what do you say we watch this Ant Man trailer? Yeah. Lock and load. <sighs> Okay, here we go. I am hitting play. I just had a point and we are watching the Ant Man trailer. I guess we'll never know. A lot of flashbacks uh, from Civil War. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. With Evangeline Lilly in possibly her best role since Lost. I do some dumb things. So it looks like in the post-events of Civil War, Ant-Man is taken captive by the FBI. Um, And Evangeline Lilly is given a suit. Also, this will happen... It it will premiere after Infinity War, but take place before Infinity War. Definitely a lot of shrinking technology in this movie. A lot of cars. A lot of cars. I think they just got most of the trailer from this one scene. Like a partner. A lot of cool visuals in this. They've changed up her look a lot from the last. Yeah, definitely. You gave her wings and blasters. So I take it you didn't have that tech available for me. No, I did. Being hilarious. This last shot's great. <laughs> a giant Hello Kitty Pez dispenser falling on a motorcycle, man. So that's the Ant Man trailer. What are your original thoughts? I was not super enamored with it, but I mean, I'm not a trailer guy. Typically, I'm underwhelmed by trailers, but. Kind of like last time, I was hoping to see Paul Rudd be more funny. I think that they're going to tease more action in this one. Hmm. Or, in you know, it's the teaser trailer. Yeah. It's not the the Paul Rudd comedy hour. But that's know. what I want. Yeah. I want the Paul and Rudd And the movie comedy. could be like that. Please. And this is, I mean, we, we get this guy who directed half of the first one when Edgar Wright stepped down. Um, yeah, he has so a whole movie. He has time. a whole movie to himself. I'm curious what he's going to do with that kind of power. But we will see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, in addition to What that, did you think of it? Were you excited I, by I'm that? I'm very excited. That last shot with the Pez, Pez dispenser, yeah. I lost my shit. <laughs> I thought that was so yeah. ridiculous. And just slow motion. Like It's kind of like in the first movie when that um, the shot in the trailer, which they didn't do any of like these other jokes. Like I thought the whole movie would be centered around these kinds of jokes, was when the train... Was like it shows this grand like they're fighting in front of the train, the small Thomas the Tank Engine or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, and then it's like this huge explosion, but it's really just a toy falling off the track. Yeah, and it shows the outside angle. I thought that was hilarious yeah. when I saw that trailer. But yeah, that was probably one of the more creative parts of the movie. And they, but they didn't really do anything else with that. I yeah. thought there would be a lot of jokes like that. Yeah, when in reality that was not the case. Right. Um. um and then. Uh, I guess the thing I'm most looking forward to uh, from that trailer yes. is looking at that actress who plays the Wasp. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Kate she, from Lost. Yeah, I've never seen Lost. Do you want to watch it? No. <laughs> but anyway, she's super attractive. <laughs> she's attractive and Lost. Yeah, but she'll be in this, so that's <laughs> fine. And this, it's shorter. There's literally 100 <laughs> hours of content with her in it yeah. that you could watch. Yeah, Proto- I, think I'll, I think I'll get my fill. Prototype to the leftovers. <laughs> uh, I also Patrick is going to try and get you to watch the leftovers. That will be a yeah. Part. So I, hopefully, Whew. oh my sister called. Watch me. the leftovers. She well she did because okay. remember we talked about that yeah. earlier. Yes, and she didn't watch the last season. Yeah, and you said it might be because she's Christian. She said that's not why. <laughs> she said it just got boring in the third season. That is insane. But that's what she said. I just wanted to get that on the record. That happened like three months ago. How behind? Oh, she was so behind. Oh, very much. So. Yeah, she said she was. I don't know. Like she just listened to that like a week ago. Oh wow! So yeah, but now she's, she's catching, catching back up. Okay, well, good. Yeah, we got a lot of great content. Yeah, four million fans don't For happen overnight. Really sink her teeth into it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, third season. I think season two is the best. Mm-hmm. Season three is the most well-received critically. Interesting. It has 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And I think even on Metacritic, it has like 100 or something crazy. And my sister tuned out. Yeah. Yeah. That's Who knows? I'm curious. Yeah. Because my sister's like the same. Like she doesn't like my sister. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for your sister. Right. But my sister doesn't like good television. Uh, I mean, I don't. My sister definitely watches some bad television, <laughs> like television that I wouldn't watch. Yes. But she also does, like, properly good stuff like uh, uh, Game of Thrones or what's the... She does watch Game of Thrones. What's Westworld. The Westworld, yeah, she really likes Westworld. And she didn't like The Leftovers. Yeah. See, Westworld is more of, like, a plot-driven show when The Leftovers... There is a plot, but it's not really the focus of the show. Hmm. Concept-driven? It, yes. And you're just thinking about what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It's, I would almost compare it to um, that stupid She might have even watched all of Lost. Lost is a great show. Yeah. It doesn't hold up as well as it did. Um, But Patrick is also a Lost fan, so he will come on and Hmm. do his spiel about Lost as well. Interesting. Uh, Season three of The Leftovers also, I think, has one of the most interesting scenes in any TV show, and the background song to this scene, I won't spoil what the scene is, because you will eventually watch the show, and you will text me, as soon as you watch this Uh, scene, you'll be like, that was bananas. uh So there's... B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I can't explain what is going on in the scene, Uh but I will hint, it is some kind of an autopsy. Sure. Just tell me the song. 
Um, God Only Knows is playing in the background. Uh, do like that song. Not, the non-Avenged Sevenfold version, no less. There's an Avenged Sevenfold We listen to it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I blocked it out. My brain formed a cocoon around it and then just threw it from my memory. Uh, whew. Um, so anyway. Avenged Sevenfold. You know, I heard they were complaining about the Grammys. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's not rock. They don't respect rock well, and no, roll. Well, no, because they won't let the metal band play a song. They won't yeah. let any of the metal categories, which is really stupid. Yeah. Do you think it might be because most people don't want to hear it? I do, and I think that the <laughs> Grammys is just turned into this... I don't watch the Grammys. Yeah. I might have when I was younger when Green Day was like doing yeah. shit and Blink-182. I watched a bit of it, but I definitely didn't it's tr- All of it is trash music. There's like yeah, I four mean, good bands left in the world. Bruno Mars wrote, or got the best <laughs> album or whatever. Yeah, did he earn that in 2017 yeah. up against Father John Misty and others? I mean, I definitely would not have put him above yeah. a lot of music. I know. Grammys is like, it's like if um, the Oscars was done by people that like blockbusters. Like yeah. if, if, if yes. Transformers was winning Best Picture, yeah. that's what the Grammys. Yes. That's, yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's very strange. Which kind of segues into my Oscar discussion. Did you see the noms? Uh, yes. I didn't look at the list myself, but I was... Kind of from osmosis. Uh, so I watched a few movies this week, which we will also talk about yeah. in this Oscar discussion. But I just wanted to talk lightly on mm-hmm. the Oscars with you. Because um, Phantom Thread did get nominated. Yeah. Which, this is the Phantom Thread episode, if you're just now tuning in. Yeah. Um, halfway through this podcast. <laughs> and you Not, didn't see the title. And you didn't see the title. You're just walking in, friends listening to it, and they're like, hey, what do you listen to? Marvel <laughs> sucks versus no, it doesn't. Huh, I never heard of that. Oh, really? You're not one of four million fans? Yeah, huh? You never heard of it. Are you living under a rock? Idiot. Yeah. Do you watch the Grammys? <laughs> Moron. <laughs> um, so, I watched The Post, Tom uh-huh. Hanks, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Garbage. Not a fan. So dumb. I don't like Meryl Streep particularly. I don't either. And um, this was not one of her best roles. I mean, yeah. she was fine. This movie was just such a placeholder film. Like, I'm sort of concerned that the Oscars are turning into the Grammys. Because hmm. all of these noms, the only movie in all of these nine nominees for Best Picture that I loved was Three Billboards, mm-hmm. which we will also talk about. Yeah. I did not love Shape of Water until you told me your pussy theory. That's not... <laughs> Um, I did not I did love Shape of Water while watching it though that was such a treat like it was just so delightfully weird Uh, we've already discussed how many yeah there's a podcast go back to it go back to it listen to the podcast Uh, how many hulks in Shape of Water Jordan the right amount zero hulks yeah not right amount not enough hulks (laughs) um which is probably one of my biggest complaints of Phantom Thread, but, but we will get wait, to here's that. A, here's a question. Okay. Do you, would you really be excited for something like Thor Ragnarok to be in, nominated for Best no, Picture? No, I wanted Logan to get nominated for yeah, Best yeah, Picture. Yeah, yeah. But and I'm it just got, curious. It got screenplay. It got adapted screenplay. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't give it to any of those, any of the Marvel movies that came out this year, aside from Logan. Mm-hmm. I don't... Homecoming... I think they should all get nominated for like visual effects. Yeah. But those I wouldn't give Best Picture yeah. to. This I is, think this Last something... Jedi should yeah. get nominated for Best Picture. I'll touch on this later when we're talking about the Phantom other two. Thread. Th- three billboards yeah, and yeah, okay, Phantom sure. Thread. Yeah. But um, I'll just say briefly now. Yeah. Is I kind of feel like there's there should be at least two ratings for a movie. Yes. That one is entertainment and the other yep. one is how interesting it actually is. Sure. Like, like how... Not, and I don't want to just say artistic merit, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's such... I don't know. I feel like a movie can be really interesting. Yes. 
And that's almost, I mean, I guess artistic merit's very similar to that, but I, I, it's not quite. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking back to my ratings on this podcast. Yeah. Like giving 5.5 to Guardians. Yes. And then watching three billboards. It's yeah. like, I can't put these on the same thing. I can and do. I can't. <laughs> and then Phantom Thread, even more. I can't put those. I can't. Those, they're so different. I. But, I mean, they can still, like, even if a movie is super artsy and it's brilliant. Yeah. I think there's definitely something about it can get across to the masses. I think the the Grammys have gone, like, way too far to that effect. Yeah. Like you said with the blockbusters. If Transformers was to win Best Picture. Yeah. I think Guardians is a very well-made movie with an, with an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. And I kind of thought this about Baby Driver. Like, it's not... It's not doing anything revolutionary, but at the same time, it is a very good movie, thoroughly yeah. well made. There's a lot. I, I wouldn't mind comparing Baby Driver to some of these some of Mar- Marvel movies, but I still wouldn't compare Three Billboards to these Marvel movies. I think it's a cut above. Would you compare Baby Driver to Three Billboards? Uh, n- probably not. It's closer. It's kind of like in between them. Yeah. Like, like if you have Marvel on one side, it's like halfway. See, to I there. I definitely enjoyed Logan more than Three Billboards. Oh, I, I surely, surely did not. <laughs> but that's no surprise. And then, uh, but anyway, my point is like, if I was having to put Phantom Thread and mm-hmm. Three Billboards on the same category as the Marvel movies, yes, I need more headroom. I'd have to scoot everything down to make room for those. Well, that is what I asked. I was listening to some of the earlier episodes when we were determining the rating system. Yeah. When I made that graph a couple weeks ago yeah. that we looked at. Um, and I asked, do you want to do a rating for all of the Marvel movies, or do you want to do a rating that you would compare it to regular movies? Yeah. And you said, I think my review will be the same either way. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> well, you figured it out 36 episodes in. Yeah. I, I do, I'd do. i say that's more... My Marvel ratings are... They're my entertainment rating. It's how much was during this film was I entertained. Hmm. And so, like, in Guardians, I'm very entertained. Yeah. I'm, I'm taken along for the ride. There's... But the, the difference, I think, between these two lists, mm-hmm. or these two ranking systems, is how much I think about the movie the day after. Sure. And, I and still Marvel think about movies, Guardians. I still think about Logan. <laughs> See, I don't. Those those are just like, there's not much to chew on there. There's, there's so no, much to chew on. No, it's just fun. Don't be what they made you. <laughs> don't be what they made you, Jordan. <laughs> she turns his cross on the side and it's an X. And anyway, he's one of the X-Men. Do you want to go ahead and do the three billboards? Or? Uh, no, I have, have a couple. I, Oscar. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can so, keep going with that. my spiel. So... I'm concerned that the Oscars are turning into the Grammys because mm-hmm. the post also Florida Project. I haven't seen it, but I've heard amazing things, hmm. and I bet that would be worthy. Have you seen Call Me by Your Name? Yes, I'm going to talk about that shortly. Well, I haven't seen it, so you can't talk about it too. I'm much. not going to spoil it. Okay, I kind of want to spoil it. Don't spoil it. I'm going to go see it. Are you going to watch they're gay, it? Right? Yeah, they're gay. Oh. Hey, hi, Seth. How's it going? What are you guys up to? We're doing a podcast, and Seth is walking in half naked. More than half. <laughs> Seventy-five percent. I've been here for like an hour. Oh, okay. I, were you touching the doorknob earlier? No, that the was the vent move. turning on. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I thought you were just like teasing the door. <laughs> I just, I just got back. I'm naked. Okay, go shower. Right. Bye, Seth. Bye. <laughs> Wait, just to confirm, call me by your name. They are gay. They're gay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Spoiler. About time. Gotcha. <laughs> Spoiler. That was an episode of Chillin' with Seth. <laughs>
Uh, if you could come up with theme music and splice that into right before Seth walked in, that would be amazing. How about I just do chilling with Seth, and then I'm and then just gonna, play that per- before. Yeah, and I'm gonna double that. Do you want to harmony gonna, it? No, see, quick? like that's like, why well, I'm do, do the harmony in post. Okay. <laughs> I just so uh, you don't want to do a live harmony. Auto tune it. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's easier. Sure. Auto tune. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I probably won't do it at all. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you wouldn't. Um, I don't... I really do want to talk about Call Me By Your Name in detail. Maybe we could do a Call Me By Your Name episode. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll see it probably next week. But that was even... I would compare that more to the... The only movie that I've loved during this Oscar season is Three Billboards. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was amazing. I would compare it to Logan. I would compare uh, it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I would compare it to Civil War. Um, but this movie, first of all, I will just say there is a lot of gay sex, which, you know, I'm a progressive thinker. Uh-huh. It's love. Yeah. I'm fine with it. But you don't really know how much, like, and you're in a theater. Like, there's no, like, yeah. you're watching it. Mm-hmm. You are full on. It's who. You're just exciting. Yeah, no, it's it's just kind of odd because you know, you think about halfway through like I've never seen this much gay sex in one city yeah. before. There is unless lot. you have, in which case you've probably seen a ton more. Yeah, that's the thing with gay sex. Yes, either you've seen a ton of it or, none or of not it. at all. Yeah, either way, this movie, you know, it's so the first half of the movie, I, the cinematography is good. But it's just shots of Italy, and Italy is beautiful, and I'm so sick of just random shots. Like, Blade Runner was so visually pleasing to me. I loved seeing all of those futuristic buildings. I thought the cinematography in that was incredible. And then everyone's just like... That thing's getting slept on for the So slept on. That That should be Best Picture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) The Post should not be. The Post was such fucking... Pedantic yeah. bullshit. I haven't seen the post. It was so dumb. It just caters to the masses. They were basically like, uh, hey, back in the 70s, Nixon was Trump. Hmm. Um, he was the bad guy. But yeah. he fell just like this guy will fall. We know he's the bad guy. Yeah. I don't need a two-hour movie to tell me he's the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, that's... Comparing Nixon to Trump. I don't know how much they... like. If that's just like heavily implied. It is. But that's a funny thing because i think nixon's problem was that he was almost ruthlessly competent <laughs> and that is absolutely not donald trump's problem <laughs> ruthlessly competent like he, he was kind of a buffoon domestically but like i i geopolitically i think nixon probably had some at least clever things going Ooh, sure. on i mean he also prolonged vietnam to get elected so he's yeah. a scumbag <laughs> but he's also smart enough to do to prolong <laughs> Vietnam for his own political game. Kind of an evil mastermind scenario where Trump's a bumbling kind of moron. <laughs> Nixon, come on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but that movie, it was just so boring. And I feel like it got like you made a good point when we did the Shape of Water podcast about uh, Trump was like, make America great again. And Guillermo del Toro saw that. And he's like, how great was America? Yeah. He made that point. I thought that was a great point. Mm-hmm. That is a well, that is a artistic way of making that point. Yeah. This was shoving it down your throat. Yeah. And it was so lowest common denominator. It was basically the Bruno Mars album of the Oscars. This well, that's year. such a, that's a very Meryl Streep thing to be in. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't understand why that got nominated. I can't imagine that this um, Gary Oldman movie, the 
Winston Churchill. Yeah. That is worth anything. Have I, you not seen it? No. I can't bring myself to do it. I didn't like Dunkirk, and everyone said this is like a more wordy version of Dunkirk. Uh, I, I have kind of wanted to go see Darkest Hour. I'm not sure I'll make it. I probably will. If I do another double feature next weekend, I might see Call Me By Your Name and Darkest Hour. Um, What else is... Nominated? No, yeah. What else did you say you saw? I well, I still want to talk about "Call Me by Your Name." Yeah, but I uh, Florida Project is on my list. Yeah, that's, that's probably, not in theaters, or it's not. It didn't get nominated for Best Picture. Oh. but I feel like that was mm. the one to give it to. Yeah, for everything I've heard. Yeah. Um. So this movie. What What would you give it to right now? Three billboards. Best Picture. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Um. And we will talk about Phantom Thread. What I thought of that. Movie. <laughs> um. Uh. So, these Oscar, I'm every other year I feel like because the year that I, when I, my our senior year in college mm-hmm. when I was running the JMU movie theater, that was the best year for film that I can remember. Just yeah. consistently, I think this year is pretty solid. No, it sucks. Last year was pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, aside from all the great Marvel films, obviously, but I mean Oscar wise, I'm talking about Oscars specifically. 20, 2017 was a fine year for film as a whole. I think 2016 overall was a very boring year, aside from Civil War and maybe Room. I, I feel like this year was better than last year. No, last year I liked because I really liked La La Land. I really liked Moonlight. I mean, I mean, I guess for Oscars still, but I was just like Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, I'm just talking about Oscars. Yeah. In this matter, so I feel there's a lot of strong movies. 2015, we had Birdman, Boyhood, and Whiplash. Like, mm-hmm. all back-to-back. Yeah. Whiplash, so great. What, what an incredible film. Whiplash almost sticks in my mind more than Birdman. And yeah. I liked Birdman a lot, but yeah. I loved Whiplash. Yeah. That movie... It's so concise. It's 90 yeah, exactly. minutes. It's sharp to the point, and there's not a dull moment in a movie about jazz drumming. Well, and just the fact that a percussion movie, yeah. like this theme movie, is so tight and so yes. rhythmically edited, that's so satisfying yeah. to watch. It it was amazing. It just carries you through the whole thing, and you're just left. I've seen it several times. Yeah. I do think I like Birdman more. I don't know. I watched Whiplash more. It's more fun. Yeah, well, because it I, it's got tons of cuts. Yeah, <laughs> Birdman has none, <laughs> so it's hard to compete pacing wise. Because yeah. all the dialogue in Birdman has to have natural pauses and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You have no fast cuts. You have nothing to skip ahead. Really, I love Birdman. So anyway, we get all of those great movies that year. Mm-hmm. The following year was kind of a dud. Last year, I feel felt like it picked it back up. I think um, I've only seen Birdman once. That's good. I own it. Yeah, we should have a Birdman pod. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could. He's kind of like a superhero. Yeah. Um. Just like Phantom Thread. Yeah, he wasn't a great Marvel villain. No, he was not. <laughs> uh, no. That's why I'm curious about Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Um, but these Oscars, overall, not very impressed. I've only loved one movie, and that was Three Billboards, which we were about to talk about. Yeah. But before I have to mention Call Me By Your Name, um, cinematography, everyone's just like, oh, Italy's so fucking beautiful. I hate that. Like, that is such mm. boring visual eye candy to me. Italy? I okay. No, just all... And Whenever you're shooting, like, a, a hill or mm. something, and it took place in the oh, 80s... I love hills. And the camera's kind of <laughs> grainy. I just grew up in the middle of nowhere, so all, everything that's around me is hills and farmland and trees. I'm so sick of that shit. Mm. Like, it was kind of... My, so, so I, it's not doing, like, the sitcom... Look, there's the Colosseum. No. Okay. None of that. <laughs> it is there... You don't see any, like, city almost. Yeah, okay. It's exclusively, like... 
inside this attic where these two dudes are boning the whole mm. time. Um, also, I'm kind of... I was... I, you know, their gay relationship, totally fine. Mm-hmm. The army hammer is like older than the boy and the boy's 17. Hmm. So I'm kind of like, is this okay? Yeah, I haven't seen it. So yeah. I can't really comment. Yeah. Um, but I was just the whole time they're making love. I'm just like, he's a boy. Even if this was at, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, if she was an old woman. Yeah. I still be weird. Yeah. I'd be kind of, I don't know. Um, but you can watch and get back to me. But the yeah. first half of this movie, really boring. Second half, almost exclusively gay sex. And then mm-hmm. the last 15 minutes, the ending was so spectacular. I had to give... And you know my... You Just know like how gay I feel sex. about endings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know how I feel about endings. This yeah. brought it home in such a big way. And What's-His-Face, who we were just talking about from Shape of Water, uh-huh. he delivers the absolute most incredible speech hmm. at the end of the film. And, you know, I, it, it gave it, like, an entire extra star for me. Interesting. Um, I still give it, like, three out of five stars. How long was it? It's 2.15. Oh, it's, people, it's long. They keep adding 15. Like, every year, it's, yeah. like, five minutes yes. longer. That, so that was I love point. an hour 45. An hour 45 is a great length Whiplash is, like, 90 minutes. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, but everyone these days is just like ah, two hours. Ah, we can beat two hours. And that was that was my biggest problem was that it was too long. Yeah. Um. Huh. But it, it was so slow. The ending was good overall. I give it a thumbs up. Is it better than Birdman? No. Hmm. Is it better than Logan? Do you think Definitely three billboards not. is better than Birdman? No. Hmm. I don't. Um. But maybe we'll do a Call Me By Your Name podcast. I'm kind of curious to see what you think. Yeah. I, that's The sad thing is that's probably top half of the best pictures this year. Maybe Shape of Water I'd probably put above that. Mm. But only, um, I mean, there, there's just nothing to compare it to. I didn't really like Dunkirk. I didn't like, I definitely didn't like The Post. I don't think I'll like this Gary Oldman movie. Um, I'll give you my real, you know, reveal my true feelings about Phantom Thread, but that's coming up. Um, yeah. So I don't think those are too well hidden. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say we talk about three billboards, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri? Well, you want to? You already said that you loved it. I loved it. I'll go ahead and say that I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that is it. That is our discussion on three yeah. billboards. This uh, movie was filled with interesting things. They they refused to like ever, um, whenever. Like, no matter how big of an event was, yeah. they would never, like, save it or tease it mm-hmm. or whatever. It would just happen. Yep. It's like, now everyone has to deal with this. This thing is happening. Yes. Um, I guess we're doing a spoilerific. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like we, the only thing we don't spoil is Michael Clayton. Yeah. The best <laughs> example, I think, for that, though, is Woody Harrelson killing himself. Yes. Like, that just happens, and the movie is already chaotic, and he's just like, here's another yep. thing to throw everyone into and chaos. And that suicide note, I think, is the absolute best-written suicide note in <laughs> Any media, TV, yeah. any book, anything I've ever written. He, oh, just the way he articulated his death was yeah. so perfect. He's just like, I don't want to drag you down with me. I'm not being all over-the-top dramatic about this, yeah. but I'm dying. It was, it was the very pragmatic oh suicide my, note. And, yeah, and he's just like, I'm not making a statement. Like, I'm going, I came into this world alone. I'm leaving alone. Mm-hmm. I came into this world with my mama, and I left with you. Yeah. And, oh, I just thought that was so beautiful. Yeah, there's, it reminds me of, um, 
I heard something. I don't know that this is true, but I heard that Robin Williams, before mm-hmm. he committed suicide, mm-hmm. was diagnosed with like a really degenerative form of like Parkinson's. Sure, and that's a large contributing factor sure, yeah. to why he might have committed suicide. Sure, and that that definitely changed my perspective. Oh yeah, on his death because like that. Like, I wouldn't want to go through Parkinson's. No. I can totally understand killing yourself before going through that. That is a very rough yeah, disease that, to that's deal with. Completely changes the, the notion that it's like he wasn't just a sad man. He was just someone who didn't want to deal with that. Yeah. That's fine. Well, if, if assuming that's true. Yeah. Which, if it's not, whatever. I still prefer it to the other narrative. <laughs> we'll just say that's true. Yeah. You heard it here first. Marvel sucks versus no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, so... I I watched this movie literally a month ago. Yeah, like you definitely have more to say mm-hmm. about it than I do. Uh, I thought cinematography was great. That scene where she's running in between the billboards when they're on fire, I yeah. thought that was great because they look so close together. Her performance entirely, she's oh, fantastic. Amazing. And Sam Rockwell, this might be his best performance. Yeah. He was so good in this. Yeah, he, he plays just, dumb well. He the perfect idiot. Yeah, cinematically. Well, and I think one of my favorite things about this movie mm-hmm. is that it. It, it gave you characters that yes. almost all did terrible yes. things and then still forced you to empathize yes. with them. And if there's anything that people in this world need to learn, <laughs> it's how to empathize with bad people or people that they disagree with fundamentally. Yep. Because the entire nature yep. of, of the the kind of echo chamber bubbles that we've put ourselves in now mm-hmm. is that if someone does like one thing wrong, they're, they're like, condemned. they're, they're like, yeah, put them on a fucking Island cause yes. they're gone forever. <laughs> and that is such a, a crappy form of reasoning that just kills any sort of critical thought. Yes. It's just like, I was thinking you did one thing and now I turn my brain off and I hate you. Well, that's <laughs> dumb. That is so unproductive. And this is just like, these people know they have to deal with each other despite being angry. So when uh, Woody Harrelson coughs blood on her, yes. she's not like, oh, this, you, you ass, whatever. Yeah. She's she's it's concerned because like, oh, he's have, still a person. Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it, Even though she's frustrated with them. So many strong points to this movie. And mm-hmm. that, that scene where... Uh, she flashes back to her daughter and she like yells right the night before she dies. Like, I hope you get murdered or something like yeah. that. That was nuts. Yeah. And then she got murdered. Yeah. I think it was, I hope you get raped, oh, which is even, that's so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, and another thing is, is so like the, the tension between all the characters yeah. kind of reminds me of like, it's almost like, it's such a small town. It's almost like a family familial, yeah. like, like they're like a family who has disagreements, but they still have to work through whatever goals they have. Yeah. Like it's very insular. Yes. They, um, and that's, that's kind of going back to like how they kind of, even when they dislike each other, they, yep. they don't, they're not, um, they're kind of vitriolic, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. There's something about oh, it. What did you, what did you think of, uh, Tyrion Lannister in this? He was good. Very interesting yeah, character. Very to, interesting character. Because that's basically how I feel like a little person would be treated in a yeah. small town. Yeah. It doesn't pull any punches. It's not like uh, we're in Hollywood, so we can't say these things. It's like, no, we're going to say it how they would say yeah. it. Yeah. Or, or um, it's such a real movie. Yeah. Which is why. They refuse to pull punches at any point, even though it's not that realistic of a movie. Because no. some crazy it's stuff very happens ridiculous. that just couldn't happen. That, but it's such a, whatever this director's name is, the... He did this yeah. in Seven Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. What is his name? In Bruges. In Bruges. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. Um, Seth is a big fan. He should have been on this podcast. Yeah. But we're talking about Phantom Thread, so yeah. he would have nothing to contribute to that. <laughs> um, so, well, before we jump the gun, how many Avengers do you give three billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri? Uh, this is 
leaving the theater, I was like, this should be best picture. I agree. I, I think it's the I best agree. movie of the year. Uh, uh, um, well, I mean, it's definitely worth the best picture. I, I definitely think it's the, the best movie. Well, yeah, I think it's the best movie of the year. Uh, well, you, keep in mind you watched, you know, Logan this year, so yeah. let's not say anything. No, I'm keeping that, that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Star Wars Last Jedi was so good. Yeah. This, it's been a very strong year for film, but the Academy just basically disregarded yeah. <laughs> with The Post. And none of these movies evoked nearly as much emotion that got nominated. Mm-hmm. All these other Marvel movies definitely evoked this much emotion. But none of these other nominees nearly made me feel or think as much as this movie made mm-hmm. me. And I definitely think it deserves Best Picture. Um, and it's it's dark and cynical, kind of like Birdman was. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, re- a relative who walked, or she uh, she said she had never been to, or she never walked out of a movie, but the only time she came close was Birdman. Hmm. And I was like, that's insane. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. And she's fairly smart. She watches a lot of good movies. Yeah. But she's just like, the characters were too selfish. Yeah. And I couldn't. That's an interesting kind of criticism. Which, just because it doesn't, it doesn't register with me. And it doesn't take away from the movie. Yeah. Seinfeld, all those people are selfish. Yeah. Great television. Yeah. Amazing TV. But uh, this this movie, I definitely give hmm, probably five Avengers, five out of six Avengers, five maybe six, five point five. Lower than I'd give it, maybe five point five. Well, I'm just I gave Star Wars a five point seven five, and I definitely like Star Wars more. Um, That's interesting. I, I definitely like this more than Star Wars. I know well, you, you're a robotic boy. We've been over this. this. No, <laughs> this is not a movie a robot would enjoy. Uh, but if you don't like cry when. Um, Logan dies, then <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, no emotion. That's insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Phantom Thread with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what did you? How many you'd give it? Like five point seven? Because do you think it's perfect? Do you think it's a six out of six? Mm. Which is a review you have yet to give on this podcast. It's close to like a six out of six because I do just, I, I thoroughly loved it. The problem is I'm giving it like a hot off the presses review. Yeah. Which is will always going to probably time. be inflated. I think it probably will. I think this was such a solid After movie a month overall. later, I'm thinking, like when I had the same impression when mm-hmm. I watched it. And a month later, I'm kind of like, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Is it as good as Birdman or Whiplash? And I don't think it is. Oh, it just has so many scenes that are just... Yes, very good all the way through. I'd probably give it 5.5 5 overall. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of those movies with rewatch, it'd probably be good. I'm going to go between 5.5, 5, maybe 5, let's go 5.33 since the Wasp trailer came out today. Yeah. Well, I'd first say, so if I had my two scales... You don't. Entertainment and interest, this is probably... I think the reason it's so strong in my mind is probably like a 5.75 on both. I was extremely yeah. interested. I've thought about it a lot, and yes. I was entertained thoroughly yes. throughout it. It was a very entertaining Both of movie. those scales, it knocks it out of the park. Well, and I think you should average those scales, and they should. It, both of those things should have a, a bearing on how you view a movie. Yeah. I mean, if that's true, then we have to pull down all my Marvel scores. <laughs> no. Because the, the sticking power is so much lower for all of these. No, because you gave, like, Hulk a 1. Yeah. <laughs> That interest factor was zero. <laughs> and the entertainment was one. That was the most optimistic part of that. That would be a point five. 
old Age of Ultron. I yeah. gave that like a three or a three point five or you something. You gave it a three. Yeah, three. And so I was like half interested for all of it. Yeah. But it has an interest like a, a like a post interest level of yeah. zero. So it's a one point five. Uh, Guardians. It probably has a post interest level of like a three point five or something. I didn't. It doesn't like. I'm not thinking about it the next day. I'm enjoying it while it's happening. So that drops down to like a four point five. I don't think this new scale works. Well, well if you, gave, you want me to average them, that's how it would but you go. You gave Glenn Gary Glenn Ross a five point seven five. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that's a very interesting film. I wouldn't say I was as entertained. No, that it. would. That's probably like a. It's like a five point seven five interesting, but a five point two five entertainment. Hmm. So you're. Oh, all right, we're gonna need to talk about Phantom. Yeah. To dissect these scales a bit more. Yeah. I, I would say that my enjoyment of a film yes. comes more from the second rating than the first. Like entertainment is kind of take it or leave it for me. Hmm. If I enjoy a movie in the theater, yeah, that's pretty good. But if I'm thinking about it a lot going forward, honestly, that's very. They're I, almost. I almost prefer. They're that. almost hand in hand for me. Yeah. Like. Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. I did not enjoy watching almost at all. Yeah. Just because it's so boring. Mm-hmm. And then the cinematography, just the shots of Italy, and then just, you know, gay sex, it, I'm not getting a lot out of it. Yeah. Like, it's not stimulating me personally. <laughs> it's interesting to watch because you're like, oh, wow, I've never seen this much gay sex before. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's not like, so give that- me more. Yeah. Um, so that whole movie, I was bored. The entertainment was low. I've... But I still, when I think about, like, I thought about it today, just the the last 15 or 10 minutes of that movie were so strong Mm -hmm. and made me think about, I was definitely entertained during during those 10 to 15 minutes. They Mm -hmm. go hand in hand. And just like Civil War, I was entertained throughout. And I'm still thinking, like, oh, my God, that scene where Captain America walks away from Iron Man and Iron Man yells, that's not your shield. My dad built it for you. And he drops the shield. I think about that every day. Yeah, and I haven't really thought about that since we watched it. <laughs> Except for when we talked about it. <laughs> so, honestly, I think the two scores in my head are the exact same. Yeah, mine they are go, definitely They not. go hand in hand. I'm trying to... I mean, obviously, if we're breaking it into two scores, then you get into we're trouble because you start breaking it into more. Yeah. Because then there's like a cinematography score. Yeah, you can't and do then that. It just spreads That's how out. Kyle rates movies. Kyle has five categories that he each gives like between point one and two yeah. on. And I that's would, his total score. I would say that's probably a more accurate overall rating system. That sounds so tedious. Yeah, it is. I don't think it's a practical rating <laughs> citizen, but it might be accurate. But obviously you have to find a balance between those two things. Yeah, I think I found it. In one scale. Yeah. Civil War, six out of <laughs> very, six. Very, very practical, not that accurate. <laughs> six out of six Avengers for Civil War. This movie, I hope it wins Best Picture. Um, yeah. Because I think it was very good, and I don't really care for any of the other movies. Yeah, oh, there's just and another thing this movie did mm-hmm. is every character made, it was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. There was not a dull character yeah. among them. There wasn't a there wasn't a part where it's like, well, we could flesh this out or we could just leave it as is. Yeah, as everyone was just like they had their own thing going. Yep. And even if you didn't get a ton of it, like uh, Red, yep. you don't get a ton of his backstory. You don't know really what he's doing, but you know enough about him that yeah. when he's they, you know, Sam Rockwell fucks him up, you yeah. care. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And that uh, when the black cop came in, mm-hmm. that was amazing. That scene was yeah. so great. And Sam Rockwell just gets shit on. Yeah. Oh, 
That yeah, movie. That dude's in The Wire. He's really good in The Wire, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Poor man's leftovers. His, love his character in The Wire. You would really love The Leftovers. Uh, you haven't seen The Wire, though. If I watch The Wire, it, this is literally deja vu. We have said this on the podcast. Yeah. If I watch The Wire, would you watch The Leftovers? Yeah, probably. I have so much more content to watch. Two seasons. Only two seasons more. You have 28 episodes. Are they 10? Is it 10 for The yeah, Wire? Yeah, yeah. It's on HBO. All right, maybe we should, for some upcoming months, we should do a Wire yeah, Leftovers I don't think you'll, mashup. Oh, the second season, I don't think you'll like. <laughs> maybe? Uh-oh. Because I, I think you will like all of the leftovers. Yeah, but you'll you still have three, well, probably four really kick-ass seasons of the wire. <laughs> Why is and two even, the worst? Even, I thought it got better. Yeah, uh, well, this is this is again the balance between interesting and entertainment. <laughs> okay, there's parts of it where it's like I'm less entertained, but it's all very interesting. Breaking Bad is both. Yeah. Why can't it be like that? Sometimes, sometimes to present an interesting idea. There's not really a great way to make it entertaining. And The Leftovers is almost, like, plot-wise, it's not very entertaining, but the stuff that is going on in the background is so entertaining because it's, like, making you think. Mm -hmm. And you're just, like, it spawns thoughts that you would not have had. Yeah. It's a very indescribable show. Mm -hmm. Um, Ineffable. Yeah, exactly. But I really think, like, The Wire is... I definitely agree that it's, like, a proto to all of these great shows now that are on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm... probably inspired Breaking Bad to an extent or something like that. I don't think it'll hold up if I go back. Ugh. There, There's so many more details about the three billboards to pour over, but I we, we should get to Phantom Thread because we're at 53 minutes wow. and I've got some, I think we're going to have a lot to say about it, so I think we should get to it. What others? What else do you want to talk about? Billboards. I think we. Well, I mean, the problem is we agree about it too much. Yeah, there's not too much true. interesting things. Drop it. We should have dropped it at the. But we. We both loved it because it was great. It, <laughs> it's one of those movies. Yeah. Just like Civil War. Yeah. Um, no, not like Civil War, <laughs> exactly but Exactly like Civil War. Um, all right. Why don't we move on to a little movie called Phantom Thread? Yeah. Uh, I'll, here's a comment I want to throw out immediately. <laughs> okay. I, after this, I was thinking, uh-huh. this is the most grown-up movie I've ever watched. Like, imagine a kid sitting through that. They'd be, like, I, stabbing their eyes out. They'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? There's nothing at... Like, they wouldn't get it at all. But I... It, it, I can imagine. It's such an adult film. <laughs> it is the grown-up of... Grown-uppiest of grown-up films. <laughs> Said the wee lad. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this movie... I'm going to give my Avengers. Made for adults. And then we'll... Wait, <laughs> you give your Avengers first. That's how this works. When we don't do Marvel movies, you um, give the first review. I would say that entertainment-wise, this movie... No, you got to drop this bullshit scale. You have, We've been reviewing movies for 33 episodes in the same way. Uh, I don't know. This is weird, though, because this is... Entertainment-wise, it's probably like a 4.75 to a 5. Entertaining? Yeah. <laughs> It's a 4.75 entertainment. Yeah. That's not even the art scale. No, the art scale is a six. <laughs> oh, my it God. It is supremely interesting. <laughs> what an incredibly interesting film. Oh, my God. Okay, so how, what's your, uh, how many Composite Avengers do you give Composite score? How many, yes, how many Avengers do you give this movie? Uh, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is just not no, fit it on works. the scale. You've just been pooping on the scale today. That's all right, all right. Point. So if, if on the adjusted scale... No, you uh, can't adjust. The all audience? scores are permanent. No. Give your score today. Do you, do you give it a six? It doesn't fit. It fits. How, what do we, how would you compare it to Glengarry Glen Ross? Mm, it's more interesting than Glengarry Glen Ross. So better. 
you would say. Mm, I think it's less entertaining than Glengarry Glen Ross. Overall, how would you rank this movie in comparative? You're stacking it with Glengarry Glen Ross. I guess similarly, once those average out. So they're both 5.75s. It's hard. Uh, it's such a dense movie. It's like reading... Um, I don't know, like, Pride and like, Prejudice or, or, yeah, or like, The Odyssey or, yeah, or like, some stupid bullshit that no one should yes, ever have it, to read. No, I disagree <laughs> with that last part, but it is, it's like reading literature. Yeah. It, it's like, it's, it's so dense. <laughs> yeah. You disagree that no, it's dense? that's a word for it. It's incredibly <laughs> dense. You can't disagree with that. It's, there are so many ideas. There's so many subtle character things. Are you, are, were you not at, at the very least impressed by the performances in it? Um, I will give uh, here. Uh, this is basically the best way. Before we go into detail, detail about this film, yeah. we'll just say that you gave a 5.75 for sure. the sake of the score. Sure. Um, which is 0.25 above Guardian, so good job. Um, yeah. This movie was like the most detailed. I'm trying. I had a great metaphor for it when I left the theater. That was like 10 days ago. It was like me being forced to watch the most detailed film of all time. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like being in on like a field trip to a horrible place, a horrible location held against my will. In fact, (laughs) like I was kidnapped and taken to this place Uh And I was forced to learn all of these things that I gave zero fucks about. Right. That was this movie. Uh-huh. For two hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's... Okay, so now we can go into detail about this film. Yeah. First of all, again, first complaint, zero hulks. <laughs> Mistake. Um, uh-huh. First ten minutes of the film, I'm like... This yeah, is okay. kind of interesting. Like, his name's Woodcock. That's funny. Good job, PT, I guess. <laughs> um, but that didn't really carry me through the film, that one joke that he tried to do. Do you think that any movie has ever had more information conveyed via subtext Absolutely than this movie? Not, and I think it suffered because of it. I think that's it's a phenomenal. There's so much of this movie is unspoken. Like, like almost the majority of the story is never like specifically uttered on screen. It it's forces the viewer yes t- to read the body language of the actors and stuff. Yep. To get so much of a handle on it and I think that's fantastic. Yeah. This movie was not great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I guess we can All right, so we want to break it down. The movie starts with Woodcock, uh-huh. good name, um, and he is an old elderly dressmaker. Yeah, like fifty, fifty, yeah, he's fifty-ish. Yeah, and he finds not really love, but well, doesn't it start with narration? She's talking. She's telling the doctor about their relationship. This Pretty crazy sure that's fucking relationship that yeah. we're also gonna get insane. Into. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, for my first thought of. This man is who would fall in love with him. I mean, he's uh, if nothing else, he is someone who strived to be the absolute top of his field and is completely relentless in pursuing that. Yeah, that's a that's respectable. Maker. Yeah, he makes. I will dresses. never. I will never be. De- uh, blah, blah. I'll never be a quarter as good at anything I do in my life as he was at making dresses. 
Because <laughs> that's all he did. He yeah. thought about that constantly. Yep. He's got a lot of other problems, too. He, he was so focused on dressmaking that someone was able to butter their toast too loudly. Yes. There is nothing I've ever, I've ever been focused on that someone could toast or butter toast too loudly that it would I mean, whenever me I'm mad. watching a Marvel movie and you're talking during it mm. or something to that extent. This, it, that is similar. Uh, um, so this woman sort of becomes enamored by him mm-hmm. for reasons unknown. No. <laughs> Why? He was charming, engaging, and and an enigma. Definitely an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> I charming, really? He's kind of a dick. Yeah. So how is he charming then? Some people can be both. <laughs> no. Yeah, there are plenty of people that are dicks. Give me an example cold. of give me two examples other than this man. Um who I don't think is. Just of dicks that like get women? No, charming and a dick. Uh, like you Donald made, you Trump. created an oxymoron. How is he charming? He, a lot of people like him. Not because of his charm, because of his in-your-face attitude. Of his charm. No, not they, because of his charm. I mean, not... I think men, the men who voted for him are enamored by his charm. I'm just saying, I bet there are people that are, even though he's a scumbag. Okay, first of all, let's define charming. I'm thinking Prince Charming, when I think of charming. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of, like, engaging in a way that... Like leads people to be romantically interested in you. Uh, that doesn't I think that's you more don't engaging. Well, I mean, charming. I definitely thinks like there's a fairy tale element to it, which Trump does not have. I'll I'll go on record and say that <laughs> he's definitely not a fairy tale prince. <laughs> I guess I would take charming to be anything that attracts the opposite sex, because that's what charm means. It's like you're like charming a snake. <laughs> like possessing their mind uh, and making them focusing their attention on you. I, don't, I feel like charming should be Ryan Gosling. You should. Right, let's. All right. So let's say Gosling esque instead of charming. Mm. What is the character who is a dick and also well, Gosling esque? But this guy, you, I'm, I wouldn't argue that Woodcock was Gosling esque. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. So, so I don't. So you really just have a semantic problem with me using the word charm. Yes, okay. this is what this boils down to. Fine, and the he fact was that engaged. you engage. Like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is that why she felt the need to live with him? And I think she felt the need. Uh, she felt the need to like uh, live with him. The same reason the audience was interested to learn more about him because he's so what, strange. You in the audience, me in the audience. <laughs> Lots of people in the uh, audience. Not lots. Yeah, plenty. Oh, this. Okay. I don't look up reviews of, at all of this. I don't know. It's. I mean, the, it's well received. It's. Yeah. It's a P.T. Anderson movie. People fucking love this shit. Yeah. P. But P. not Anderson. a lot of people. Critics. Yeah. Just people who are just like you know. Mm-hmm. Just people who watch movies critically. Yeah. Yeah. Not for fun. Yes. It's insane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean. Overall, visually, this movie is astonishing. Yeah. I will give it that. Yeah. There is a lot going on. And how great are, like, the sets and the the clothes and everything? Very, very impressive. It's so perfect. There's a lot of eye candy. Again, it was like I was on a field trip that I didn't, I was held against my will to be on. Mm -hmm. So, like, could you imagine if you're a fourth grader, which I am in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Would you go on a field trip to this guy's house? No, if I was a fourth grader, hell no. Okay, now? Yeah. If you were in college yes. and you went on a field trip? Uh-huh. <laughs> you would. Yeah. And there's a car alarm apparently happening outside. Yeah. Um, guess they didn't like the movie either. I can... 
I think as an adult, my capacity for finding stuff interesting uh, definitely... I don't need to be entertained to find something interesting. I guess I do. <laughs> like, I, and, and even this, I wouldn't say it wasn't entertaining. It's I, I definitely found, not entertaining. I found, I guess in the way that you didn't like Charming, this yeah. I found this movie very engaging, even if I didn't <laughs> find it entertaining. I was like, it's like, the, my mind was just ticking over, like what? Yeah, constantly is chewing this? stuff. Yeah, which you I know. think I think in that sense it was almost. It's almost like when you have you read a book and you haven't read in a while, and you got to get your mind up to speed of being focused for that long at a time. It's very. It's like your brain was having to do so much more work in this movie to figure out what was going on. My brain was than it like, does in most movies. My brain was like, you literally made me work for nine hours, and then you come here, you don't drink beer. And yeah. you watch this movie. I would say this wasn't a good movie to watch after working. I saw it on a Sunday, and that was a great time to I, watch Well, it. that would be my brain saying, this is our free day! <laughs> what are you doing? I, and just stuff like the shots, like at the very beginning when he orders his breakfast, there were a couple times where I was just like, it was so real. It was definitely like how these people would react if you were in the room with them. Mm. Like, I just felt like I was there. Where you know, I can usually tell when I'm watching a movie because yeah. there will be a Hulk in it, mm-hmm. and that's very much not a real life thing. I felt like it just random scenes, like when he orders the breakfast and he gets the breakfast, and then there's that weird scene where he's making the dress for the queen or the princess or some shit, yeah. um, and he's writing down what she would like, uh, and he's just like, "That's perfect. That's perfect." I don't know why those scenes stuck with me so well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I think about them yeah. again. Like, this is just... Doesn't this movie... The politeness in it that everyone's forced to, like... Be polite. Participate it's in? just British nature. But, oh, that... In this movie, that is so disgusting. Like, imagine living your life in a way that you can never express, like, direct thoughts to people. You always have to be, like... Oh, well, this... No, no. You, got, you have to, like, talk around everything. Well, he's allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Not even. All, the only time they kind of have an honest discussion mm-hmm. is the that one scene with when she makes them dinner. That is the closest thing to honest they are the entire time. When the last dinner or the middle dinner? The dinner with the asparagus. Yeah, that was a very honest conversation. That was the only time they they broke down from that. The like, what about, every, did he tell her when when she was make, eating the toast loudly to cut it out? Yeah, but... Uh, He's just a dick this whole movie. Yeah. I would not want to be this guy's friend. Yeah. I, I and, wouldn't. Which, you know, I'm fine with, like, bad... Or, you know, like, dicks of characters. Yeah. Unrelatable or selfish. And, like, you know, Birdman. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But she, she also was, I think, being loud, not completely innocently. Sure. She's doing it yeah. to provoke a response, and she gets yeah, she, one. She wants and attention. he also knows that she knows she's trying to provoke a response. Yeah. And that's probably what he's reacting to more than the noise. If she was making the noise innocently, he might make a polite comment about it. But since he knows that she's making the noise because he doesn't want, like, because yeah. she's intentionally rocking yes. the boat, that's obviously more irritating. Yeah. She wants attention, and he, 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 he also can't decide. wants, I think he wants attention, but he's, he hates asking for it or applying himself to get attention. Yeah. Well, and he also, I think he's bemused by the fact that she's willing to irritate him. I think that's like, sure. 
He's like, no one else in my life does this. Everyone else bends to my will. And here's this person who kind of refuses. But even then, she doesn't completely refuse because she kind of acts like she falls in line while constantly pushing and poking at the boundaries. Okay, so let's let's, uh, talk about – she starts poisoning him halfway through the movie. Well, she poisons just once, and he gets sick, and, and he then gets she poisons sick. him again. I originally thought like it was fatal. I didn't read the mushroom book yeah. that she was reading. She yeah. like, I was in the front row of the theater, so I didn't get to read very well. Yeah. Fortunately, there weren't a lot of subtitles in this movie, mm-hmm. or reading. Um, but I thought she was trying to kill him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this is interesting. If It could have a good ending. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not enjoying the ride, but the ending is 70% of the movie. Yeah, I'd definitely be curious to see what would happen to that house if he dies. Like, what happens to that enterprise? Because do the women it, that make the dresses, do they just disperse into the wind? Yes. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, you think... the king of even, the castle. Even though, uh, what's her name, is also so incredibly competent. Uh, what's her name? Cyril? I thought she oh, was a very yeah. interesting character. Yeah, she was born. Especially that point where she tells him, like, don't start a fight with me. I'll blow right through you or whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of shows how, like, she kind of plays the game with him. Yeah. Like, she'll she'll let him do his thing and have his control. But sure. as soon as he tries to talk back to her, she's like, no, nah, if you're going to press me on this, I'll fuck you up. This is, ugh, it was just like Downton Abbey, except, like, mm. really... I'm sure this was. I haven't seen any Downton Abbey. But I'm sure this was leagues better. There's <laughs> no leagues. There's no way this doesn't have so much more to chew on than Downton Abbey. Well, even like there will be blood. I enjoyed that, even though I had no idea what the fuck was going on the entire movie. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I give that like it's you know probably three and a half Avengers. Like it's three and a half. Sure, I can't. There will be blood. I'm, I think that's the best movie made this century so far. I think that's my that's favorite. That's insanity. Yeah. I, what's a better movie? With several that's things. come out in the last eighteen. We have years. a whole podcast dedicated dedicated to all of the movies. Not a that are single <laughs> movie we've watched for this podcast have touched. There will be blood. Oh, they definitely touched it. I mean, on their I'm, way to the top, especially if you're not. Uh, Including the non-Marvel movies. The Marvel movies can't hold a, a candle. <laughs> they're, they're barely even the same thing. It's like it's like a comic comparing a comic book like a Marvel thing yeah. to an, a novel. One of them is it's just it's very different. No, I wouldn't say a novel. It would be more like the Odyssey or Pride. Well, I guess I mean Pride and Prejudice. Like some some very gritty, intense. Yeah. Like you have to be a philosopher to understand. Paul that. Thomas Anderson definitely makes epics. When I think epic, I think like 300. Why? I, because the, the, <laughs> the 21st century has crucified the word epic. That's true. <laughs> um, so I, there's nothing epic about this movie. Well, or, it isn't. Uh, it, so in the old term of epic, which would be like Homer's Odyssey, mm-hmm. like that, like an adventure. Yes. He makes just like this is not what this is not an with, adventure. It's a Big film, kind of? In, like, yeah. an artistic oh, sense? Oh, and how great was the score? Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, he does all the movies. I, again, yeah. don't... Radiohead. I know. Yeah, just making sure. Not crazy about Radiohead as a whole. But what about this score? This score was very non-Radiohead. It was very non-Radiohead. It reminded me of Downton Abbey too much. I was just, like, bored How much Downton Abbey have you seen? My mother loves Downton <laughs> I've Abbey. I've never seen any Downton Abbey. I've probably Abbey. seen one or two episodes from each season. There's probably six seasons, I think. Hmm. Boring as fuck. I, who knows? I, I don't know it. why I watched that much. Maybe I'd love it. I don't think you would. Well, I'm not, not going to test it. <laughs> this, 
I and just something about the time period in which they're living again with the visuals the Italian fields I that does not do anything for me to stimulate like Blade Runner so visually wonderful the whole movie yeah. there's not a dull moment in that movie visually yeah. and this has a lot of very cool like I get like dresses and once you're inside the house there's a lot of cool stuff when you're outside the house or just like the time period. I hate that. Like that is just so boring to me. It's yeah. just like reading a history book. I and I really don't we have talked. Can you what do you do when you're when you're looking at that? Are you just like I'm like bored. Yeah, but see so you're never like, huh, I guess that's how it would have been to live like that. What would my life have been like had I been living there? You it doesn't don't matter because that's not what my life's like. But still interesting to think about. I never thought what would like, I especially, be like. Especially oh, I remember doing Amadeus. Yeah. The entire time I was thinking, it's like, how is this a way that people lived for like hundreds of years? They like they they wore the stupid little wigs. They dressed in like this. Yeah. They were kings. People just were kings. That's crazy. How could you live in a society like that? That's definitely not the vibe I got when watching Amadeus. I just loved watching him and Salieri interact. Yeah. There's I, there's a lot of great things about that movie. <laughs> Amadeus is amazing. Yeah. But anyway, that, that same thing happens to me when I'm watching any period piece. I'm like, this is... People lived like this once. And that's crazy. How would I have coped with living like this? How would they have coped living like I'm living now? I've never... I've literally never thought about that. Well, think about it next time you're watching a period piece. You might enjoy it more. I doubt it. If I'm thinking, like, what would it be like if I had to go to work for this asshole every day? Yeah. Fucking woodcock? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, it sounds miserable. I don't want to imagine that. Yeah. But you... But people do. People do work for them. What must that be like for them? What's their living situation outside of this? That was something I was thinking about. These women are clearly like expert craftsmen. Do you think that society shows them the respect they deserve? I highly doubt it. Even though they're they're top of their class. But that's the olden times. Yeah. Were they really top of their class? To be working with Woodcock? You think Woodcock would suffer an inferior seamstress? There are 20 of them. Yeah, but you think if one of them fucks up, you don't think he's willing to chew them out like crazy? They're definitely the best of the best. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like in Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's more of the best of the best because everyone is just so intimidated by this guy. You, Woodcock is a very similar figure, I'd say. Mm, definitely he's less equally, entertaining. But equally intense, if not more intense. No, definitely not more intense. He's British. How intense could he be? That's what makes it so scary. It's 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 intenseness masked in politeness. So you never get to you always get like there's always a filter through which his thoughts are passing. Uh, J.K. Simmons, that, that filter's gone. He's yeah. like, this is what it is. You're rushing, dragging, you idiot. Yeah. And this this is all like, how does he really think? Because I. It, he's, if he seems mad, who knows what's behind the floodgates that he's not letting out? He might not be mad. Oh, no, he's definitely. If, he, <laughs> if you're seeing a little mad, he's got to be anywhere from a little mad to extremely mad, and you don't get to know. <laughs> it's like poker. It's like he's holding the cards. You're not exactly yeah, sure. Yeah, but what I you wouldn't get. want to interact with this man at all. No, ever. Absolutely not. I, I think this is a terribly this, sick I, society. I, I, I wouldn't want to live in any of this. Yeah. I think there's probably too much politeness now. <laughs> the little, less politeness you have, the better everything is. I, because you know what's happening. I'm, I'm trying to. Okay, back to Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. Also, I would say this is an important thing that being impolite is also not good. 
No. I just think being straightforward is good. Yeah. So when people are like, like, uh, like to bring it up against, but like Trump telling it like it is. Yeah. That's not what that is. No. That's being an asshole. That's yes. different. You can be direct with someone without being an asshole. Yes. And that's what I'm calling for is not over politeness. Yes. You want the middle ground. Yeah. Like, well, between just being like a, the robots, an asshole. It. Yeah. <laughs> an asshole and a polite person. Because you can be an asshole while being a polite person, and that's also yes. really terrible. Like, <laughs> Dolores Umbridge is a good example of yes. like that lawful evil. Yeah. Well, like I mean, Abed from Community is true neutral, mm-hmm. and he's just sort. Of, he just tells it like it is. Like yeah. you're, he's just doesn't have any concept of social barriers or anything. Do you, do you think he's true neutral? Because I, I, I think he's true neutral. You don't think he's more good than evil? I think he makes a point in the show that he is true neutral. Hmm. When they do, because they do, there is an episode where they do this the graph thing. But I, this is a. This is a weird tangent, but like, okay, so a a car is barreling down the road. There's a kid on a crosswalk and Abed's within arm's reach to pull him out of the way. But see, does Abed, is he so neutral that he's just like, I will let these things happen? No, he's going to reach out. But that's just the network. I think if Abed was like an FX character, well, first of all, this, there would never be, that scenario would never be presented in community. No, I'm just saying that I could definitely see him saying like it didn't make sense for me to save him like or the the iRobot or one of the robots in iRobot that saves Will Smith but doesn't save the girl because she has mm-hmm. a less chance of surviving hmm. even though Will Smith is like yeah you um, save the girl no matter what yeah exactly yeah um so I think he would react like that yeah which I think is true neutral hmm because that's what robots do but uh, community segues aside yeah. We are talking about Johnny Greenwood, yeah. and his his the there will be blood. Like I sometimes think about that movie, it definitely had an effect on me after. Like I thought about it, but mm-hmm. mostly like, what did I watch? What was the point? Like what? A, like the score is just like a drum beat the whole time. Yeah, like a pulse okay. driving you forward. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was an entertaining P.T. Anderson movie, kind yeah. of. I barely even remember what happens. I just remember some key well, scenes. Remember well, that's that's the thing with his too is is he takes you through such a span, like you really get to know the characters. Yeah, you're living in their world and on their terms. Yeah. Whew. Okay, so there will be blood. It was fine. It's fantastic. I don't think Phenomenal. I'd rewatch it. I don't think I'd ever rewatch that. Oh, movie. I would have. <laughs> I'm. I definitely won't rewatch this. Yeah, I will at some point, but it'll be a while because it is just so dense. Like you, you, you don't just show up to this to to be idle. You don't like you know how you do your Marvel thing where you put them on for yeah. like thirty minutes. This is way too dense for that. You can never just be like, oh, no. I'll throw that on casually. Yeah, you have to be like, I'm in the mood to. Although lately, to I will say this something. whole cycle. I'm on Iron Man 3 now, and mm-hmm. I've watched all of them front to back every time so hmm. far, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I missed in Captain America, the first Avenger. <sighs> that dumb movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of dumb movies, so this movie, uh-huh. are, we, are we about at review time? Or do you, have, do you have more to say? I guess your review? Yeah, my review. You already gave your review. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else. I just... I d- they're poisoning each other. The end of this movie, they sort of... Explain the ending to me. What What did you think of the ending? They have what's 
perhaps one of the sickest relationships <laughs> I've seen in any movie of all time, where they're just they're constantly sicker than Gone Girl. They're they're almost. I mean, they're clearly not openly antagonistic, <laughs> but they're as close as you could be. They're just like two forces that are just battling against each other constantly to the point where she just... It, I mean, obviously, it ends up with a sickness thing where he's just constantly... She poisons him every once in a while, and then he loves her for it. And then Oof. they slowly they slowly build up more tension, more tension, and more tension until they need the release of him being totally think, succumbed. And this is kind of... I, the same. I had the same thought when I watched There Will Be Blood. What else has he done? Um, there Will Be Blood is the biggest one for me. He's he was in that Scorsese movie, Battle for New York, or whatever that was. No, called. No, no, no. Uh, Sorry, P.T. Anderson. Oh, P.T. Anderson, The Master. Um, Didn't see that. I saw. I think I've seen. Well, I might have watched like the first third of it or so. I remember my dad DVR'd it or something. Mm. And I started watching it, and then I had to do something. Isn't that? His and I never got to finish it, and I was very frustrated. <laughs> how old was it, or how long ago was this? Uh, I think this is while we were in college. Okay, that would be frustrating. But I haven't finished it. <laughs> it was on Netflix for years. Was it? Yeah, hmm. might still be on it. I'll check. Um, but it's another movie where you got you got to be in the mood to like chew on something. Another thing he did was that Adam Sandler movie, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Ugh, I didn't get very far into that. Yeah, it's it's interesting that he worked with Adam Sandler. That's pretty crazy. That is an interesting. Another of good actor. one from him is Boogie Nights. I've not seen that. Oh, Boogie Nights is great. Mm. Love Boogie Nights. I. So all right. So from the two that I have seen, mm-hmm. this and there will be blood. These characters are so over the top what they are, mm-hmm. which is sort of his gimmick. Mm-hmm. Do you think people like that exist in the world? Yeah, because I don't. I think there are some very intense people. Like these, these are almost borderline psychopaths. Yeah. Like they're, uh, they, uh, uh, they don't think like people think. No, they think like on a, almost like they're like machines. They they have like a cynical machines. Uh, not even cynical. They're just like Woodcock doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. except for to be the best dressmaker. Yeah. And he, like, you could, you could, like, imagine if you asked Woodcock, hey, would you like to learn the violin? He'd be like, the fuck is that question? Like, how could I ever want that? that? Like, that wouldn't even compute as, like, an option in his head. Like, could he learn the violin? Of course he could learn the violin. Would it ever cross his mind to go do anything but make dresses? No, he's a dressmaker. That's what he does. Okay. And I think there are people that are likewise that intense about a specific pursuit. Uh, I can't imagine any. Yeah, I, I don't think you would interact with them. I don't think either of us would interact with them. These are people like... I know I, a lot of people. Nah, but these these kind of people are like the elite of the elite in whatever they're pursuing. These are the people that become astronauts or the people that are the first chair in, in like the biggest orchestras in the world. I kind of... I And I might... This might be contradictory toward my opinions of other films. I can't think of any right now, but I definitely think they're... I can't picture a person in the world that exists that's just inherently, like, no redeemable qualities. Which the, neither of these people really had redeemable qualities. Woodcock or whatever the fuck. Was he the, was it the same? It was Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, He's phenomenal mm-hmm. in anything he is. Honestly, he's kind of, he's, 
like his his view on acting yeah i think is probably similar to these kind of characters like i don't know if there's anyone else in hollywood that would as relentlessly and single focusly pursue a role like daniel day lewis do you think he's gonna do you think anyone else commits that hard no. There's a reason his characters just have the, such full depth. Like, I feel like you could ask Daniel Day-Lewis mm-hmm. anything about his character and he'd have an answer for you. Probably. Like, he's he's thought through it so deeply. It's like he remaps his brain to whatever the character is. Yeah. Well, I think they've said the same thing about, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, just the way he prepares. Mm. That, just because he seems like such an empty personality outside of acting. Yeah. I don't that's, know enough about him. That's definitely true, but... He definitely doesn't. Maybe he just doesn't have the natural talent that Daniel Day Lewis does. Perhaps. But I haven't found Leonardo DiCaprio to pull me in. Even though I think he's had great characters, yeah, and I think he's a great actor. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis just—he's. I don't know. He's he's like like these characters. He's just kind of non-human about it. True. He's an acting psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I. Well, this. Um, um, I'm trying to make... I had a point. Um, oh, well, first of all, do you think he's going to retire? He says he is. Do you think he's but done? I feel like he said that before. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he said that before. So I think I think the thing with Daniel Day-Lewis is he throws himself in these things. He becomes incredibly exhausting with Exhaust, it. It's yeah. hard not to be the person that yeah, you absolutely. are. <laughs> you have to be um, someone else. for. So then I think what will happen is he'll just take another three or four year break. He'll get the itch again or a good enough script will come across his way. Maybe or, it'll be longer this time. Maybe it'll be seven years, ten years. But I then he'll think, get that Marvel money. Oh. <laughs> he is definitely not a person who's going to be swayed by a big check. Are you sure? Yeah, I. What if it's a big check? First, I don't think it's worth it to Marvel. <laughs> but to get Daniel Day Lewis, do you think he's that big of a box office draw? I we got Benedict Cumberbatch. He was a fine actor before he mm, not, stu- again, not Doctor Dan- Strange not Daniel Lewis. Um, I'm trying to think of any other actor I can even compare to Daniel Day Lewis. No, he's definitely in a league of his own. Yeah. Well, no one else is is so choosy with their roles. Like, everyone else is willing to be in some schlock sometimes. Even if they're a really good actor, they'll be like, oh, well, this seemed fun, or I wanted money and this was good. Daniel Day-Lewis, I just don't think, would compromise like that. For a billion dollars? I I don't know what Daniel Day-Lewis would do with a billion dollars. (laughs) He'd live on an island forever. But would... Do you think he would take that? I don't know if he would I have take no that. idea. I don't know anything about the man. I, I think there are, there are people that are so devoted to their art that that would be like a non-object to them. It's like, why would I? Mm-hmm. What's, I mean, he definitely has enough money that he doesn't care. Yeah. He could have more. He could have Marvel money. I don't know. Do you think if you... See, like, I yes. think if I, if I was rich, yep. I think there's a, a point at which I'd be like, why would I want more money? What am I going to do with this that I can't already do with the money I have? That's not how money works. What? Like, what? what are it the- is true that money, it, like, if you have, they, they've done studies, and yeah. if you make more than 275000 a year, it doesn't, you're no happier than making $275,000. i have heard that it's lower 000. than that, but yeah. It might be. Um, but, this like, like if, I have, if I have $100 million, mm-hmm. Is there anything I can't do that I want to do? Probably um, not. If I have $10 million, see, is there anything I want to do that I can't do? Have $10 million for a year and then get back to me. Because then you're going to not like, oh, why am I not eating caviar with this meal? I mean, just, I guess it, it, it kind of comes down to like, what would you do if you didn't have to do anything? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd probably do stuff. I would do stuff, <laughs> but it, it, it's not that expensive of stuff. No. I'd probably just record music. Exclusively? Uh, maybe, like, write other stuff. Well, I mean, probably take this podcast on the road. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> theater to theater. I don't know. I'd probably just do a lot of recording music. I don't know what else I'd do with it. Mm. Um, so play video games, which, which are all of a sudden very cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Name your price. Video games. Yeah. I could hire someone to make a video game specifically for me. That is true. That is. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. I want this video game made. Thanks. (laughs) Here's a million. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about this movie. No. I will give it my rating. But it brings up a lot of interesting thoughts. I would have never had really these thoughts. filled with the interesting meter. I, I I have so many more thoughts about. It. I could keep going. No, this is just like, why would I ever need to think these things? Why would you ever need to think any things? Because it makes. I think, therefore, I am. Right. This is so. This gives you new reasons to am. <laughs> I would never want to am any of these reasons. <laughs> I like if I would never want to mull over these characters. I would never want to contemplate what they were doing or how they feel about each other. I don't want to get inside their heads. There's no reason for me to get inside their heads. Either there will be blood Daniel Day-Lewis or this guy. There will be blood Daniel Day-Lewis is at least interesting because he's kind of just like a wild card. Like, I have no idea what the fuck that guy's angle is. (laughs) This guy is a boring-ass sociopathic dressmaker. Yeah, what an interesting thing to be. (laughs) That's like, why would I never need to put my... This is kind of like... Like, imagine imagine if that character, instead of being a dressmaker, was a murderer. You think that dude ever gets caught? Hell no. <laughs> no, he would not. Yeah. That would be more interesting, though. But I, I think this is interesting. This to, is not To be that good at something. He's a dressmaker. Yeah. That is much less interesting than murder. That's why there's murder on the news and not dressmaking. Mm. Think I think there's something that. innately interesting about being... A dressmaker? No. About <laughs> being the best. About being, like, about pursuing something so fully. I mean, he wants to be the best. We don't know that he is the best. We don't see any com- com- competitive dressmakers. Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess... He even, could be the third best. Even if he's could not the best, he puts 100% of his effort. Yeah. Like, it's I, not enough to be the best, though. Have you ever he put 100% quit. of your effort into anything? Watching Marvel movies? I've never... And defending put, them? I, I couldn't muster the energy to put 100% effort into anything for more than probably two minutes. I do a lot. I, I put in 100% a lot of the time. 110 even sometimes. No way. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like when you were in school, would you ever study? No, school is boring as fuck. Yeah. It's got to be stuff I'm passionate about. Like rock band. I throw a shitload of rock band parties. <laughs> I am the fucking life of the party. My, my UPB friends came up. <laughs> my friends from college, they came up uh, this weekend. Yeah. And we were literally talking about my birthday party. I hosted Rock Band Fest 2K16. Uh-huh. I had Alex, my best friend since first grade, uh-huh. make me up a fun... Uh, banner of yeah. all of it was like a music festival banner that had all the band's logos that mm-hmm. are playable songs on Rock Band. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent. I mean, he had a big part of that, but yeah. I wanted to have it made. Um, <laughs> I played. I can't wait to hear his reaction to that. Where that's you giving a hundred percent is having him make well, it. Well, I I put in the effort to have that made. 
Uh-huh. It's uh, someone else throwing a rock band party would not have had that done. Would not have set, sought out the resources of their friends to help them make exactly. the best, best event they could. So my friend Sarah uh-huh. mentioned, yeah, I remember that night. You sang rock band like the entire time. We yeah. bought you a cake. We brought candles to you next to you while you were singing the song, and you didn't turn away from the song. We wanted you to blow out the candles, <laughs> and you would not stop singing the song. Yeah. And then I finished the song, and then I blew out the candles. Yeah. That I maybe I'm a P.T. Anderson character <laughs> of rock band <laughs> of rock band. Nah, because to do that when you wake up, you'd have to come in here and drum for like four hours. I not when I wake up when I get home from work. I mean, I play a couple hours a day. But, but P.T. Anderson, if he wasn't successful as a dressmaker, he'd just be starving. Not Woodcock. He would P.T. Anderson is a director. He, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. Uh, he wouldn't be doing something else. Like that. That character couldn't have another job if he wasn't successful. This he'd still be doing it. Rock band is my life. But you have a job. I do have a job. You would quit your job if it was really your life. Uh, the problem is there's not much ways to make money playing <laughs> rock band. In fact, there's none. I actually <laughs> see. But that oh, all through college, everyone was like, "How is this benefiting you?" Yeah. Um, and I won Rock Band Four free because I threw on a bitchin' party, filmed the video, and sent it into Rock Band. Yeah. And they gave me Rock Band Four, a two hundred fifty dollar value with all the new instruments. Yeah, you should you should like work for harmonics. Yeah. Well, see, they're kind of on the just no, they're not as big. What I have been doing, mm-hmm. I will say, I'm writing a memoir. A memoir yes. about rock band? Uh, it is. It, this is one of the side... Pr- Maybe if you guys are good, if the fans are good, I'll bring in a chapter and read it. Oh, um, of your memoir. I started January 2017. I started a year ago. Uh-huh. Almost to the day. Wow. Actually, how, how far... Like, what... How much 210 pages in. Wow. I've written 210 pages of this memoir. Double-spaced? <laughs> yeah. Double-spaced. <laughs> it's like a book. Yeah. Um, and each song... I had this idea to do it... Um, Mm-hmm. Senior year when I took that creative nonfiction writing class, mm-hmm. um, and each song is a different chapter of my life. You're featured in it prominently. Uh oh, <laughs> not nothing. Well, I'm probably not prominently. You've been in probably three chapters. Okay, and so you're a supporting character. Yeah. Um, but I've just been writing. They're not in chronological order too. So each song in the order. Mm-hmm. That they appear in the game on the endless set list when you're playing all the songs from easiest to difficult. That is the hardest rock band achievement you so can do. So how many songs There's do you 58. have left to go? There's 58 songs total. I'm on 32. And 200. So you're gonna have to do some editing. I will have to edit a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I can make. Well, the other thing is I don't think these pages are naturally like they're spacing and all that. So I don't think. It's yeah. Necessarily... Are you just using Word? No, I'm using Google Docs. Google, well, I mean, same yeah, style. Yeah, same spacing. Um, so wait, was it double-spaced or no? It's double-spaced. Okay, so when it's single-spaced, it'll be less, but... I mean, I could make a 400-page book and people would read it. Mm, I mean, people have almost no attention span. I know, but it's a really entertaining book. You should read it. <laughs> I will, once you're done, I guess. <laughs> I gotta publish it first. Yeah, well, no, you should let me read it before you publish it. Well, yeah, I will so send that way it. you can have notes. <laughs> You don't want to publish anything unedited. I need to get... Well, I'm giving it to multiple people because I need yeah. multiple notes. I can't base the book around your thoughts because otherwise oh, no, I'd be a dressmaker in it. Well, and my thoughts will be incomplete because, like, obviously the biggest thing an editor's doing is reading through to make sure everything's correct. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how grammar works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Grammatically, every time I go back to it, I probably write in it once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um just do one or two pages. Sometimes if I have a free day, I'll do like 10 pages. I'll get into the zone mm-hmm. and just write a really 
fun chapter or something. Hmm. Um, but when I do it, it it just sort of it's just built up to this two hundred some pages, and it's kind of fun. Like I didn't. Yeah, but expect... you have so many opportunities to make mistakes. Well, when I so that's pages. what I was starting to say. Um, every time. I write something when I get back into it, when I'm about to start writing again, I will reread the last chapter hmm. and then occasionally I'll go in and reread random. Uh, chapters I just heard the I'll editing edit a lot. Editing process is like several times longer than the writing process. Yeah. I have edited this probably almost as much time as I've written it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no, I think that's basically how it goes. Anyway, we're getting off the crazy <laughs> tangent at the end of this. Um, my Life According to Rock Band. See it on store shelves, yeah. 2022, hopefully. The store shelves? You're not just direct to Amazon? I'm, I dream big, Jordan. <laughs> like P.T. Anderson. If you're not good at what you do, don't do it at all. Oh, well, that's a terrible motto, because then I'd never do anything. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Life in Jordan Beatles and Marvel sucks. Wait, wait, I got it. <laughs> um... I got to give this movie my score. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was sitting there at the end of the movie, hoping that the ending would give it that 70% push that Call Me By Your Name did. It did not. Um, when you find out that he's being poisoned willingly, that's not a big enough no. bomb for you? I was just like, why aren't you dying from the poison, you stupid man? <laughs> um, I this The whole time I was like, this movie is so visually like all the dressing the set design mostly mm -hmm. really just the set I don't care about the fucking old school British environment that bores the shit out of me but the set design was stellar mm -hmm. and I that was enough if there was just a, a good enough ending I would it would bring it home for me but there wasn't so I just had the set design to look at and I was thinking the whole time like surely this has got to be better than the worst Marvel movie which is probably Iron Man 2 better than the best <laughs> um and then by the end of it i'm like this is not better than iron man 2 mm. so i gotta give it two out of six avengers yeah sounds about right for you 33 percent. yeah really? that's definitely the review that i was i was hoping for and expecting <laughs> <laughs> well you got both yeah um so yeah that was our phantom thread episode Tune in next week when Patrick comes on mm -hmm. and we get into detail the nitty-gritty of Marvel. Mm -hmm. So for fans who aren't a fan of Phantom Thread, we got some good content coming yeah. up for you. All right, I did my sign-off. I'm Cade Weiberg. Phantom Thread fucking sucks.